0: Winchester, how exciting is it to be here today? Ooh, I also want to take a moment, I want to welcome every single person that is tuning in online. Can we just welcome everybody at our online broadcast? Wherever you're tuning in from around the world, we're honored to have you here joining us today. And man, how cool is it to finally be here? I'll tell you what, it is it's been a little bit of a dream coming. Do me a favor, would you maybe pinch the person next to you to say, are you awake or are you dreaming? Wow. I don't know about you, but this has been a long time coming, and I am so grateful that we have the opportunity to get planted here in the community of Canal Winchester in Central Ohio. And with this beautiful location, we believe the message of Jesus is going to go further than ever before. I want to I say... First, I want to say thank you to every single person, if you've been a part of this church that you've been giving, that you have invested in the ministry and what God is doing right here. I just want you to look around for just a moment, and I know you saw the place when you walked up, but your giving is going to making room for people to show up and to hear about Jesus. That's why we we built all of this, and this is... And it wouldn't be possible without your generosity. So thank you so much for continuing to sow into this ministry. And I just want to say, I know we probably have a lot of people that are here for the first time, whether you're tuning in online or you're watching this in person for the first time, because someone said, come on, you got to go with me. Our church, we're opening up. Or maybe you've been waiting because you've been watching the construction. So you've been waiting, you're like, hey, when this place opens up, man, I'm telling you, I I wanna go visit. If you're here today, we wanna welcome you. We're telling you that this is a community worth being a part of, a community of of faith where, where we like to say this all the time. We like to say, listen, you can belong here before you believe or even if you don't believe. It doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum of faith, whether you're here and you say, I believe in Jesus, or you're here and you say, I'm not sure there is a God. Can I just say something? You are welcome in this place that we created this church for you, with you in mind. I just want you to know that. It doesn't matter where you come from or why you're here, but I'm just telling you, I think you came to the right place today. I believe that God is in this place and that God wants to, speak something to your heart today. We don't come to church out of religion or out of duty. We come here because we wanna meet with God, because we believe that he has something that we need to get us through another week. And so if we could just take a moment as we turn to the word of God, and I hope you're ready and prepared for it. But let's bow our heads and let's just just take a moment of prayer and say, God, would you do something? Father, we come to you right now so grateful for this opportunity to gather, to gather as a, a group of people, all over the place maybe in what we believe or not sure what we believe, but God, that we could come together and there's a sense of unity I sense in this room right now. That God, right now, we all are just humans who long to connect with you. Just wanna know, God, are you real and are you here? I pray right now, God, as the word goes forth, as you would speak to our hearts today, that it's not my words, but I pray it is your words, that the Holy Spirit, you would... You would speak directly to every person what they need to hear today. God, I pray for those who are here that maybe feel lonely. It's been a really hard time, a rough season, struggling in so many ways, emotionally, mentally, physically. God, I pray as we gather in this space, as we encounter a perfect God, I pray, God, that you would touch every area of our hearts that needs it. Every area of our life that needs it. Every area of every body that needs it. God, we believe that you still do miracles. And we believe that we're standing in the middle of one right here. And so, God, we just say, come now and speak to us and change us. And we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, come on, can we give them praise one more time like you mean it? Amen. You can be seated. Welcome, welcome to church everyone online and in person, and uh, man, I'm excited. It's a great day. It's a great day. I've talked to a lot of people that it's been a long time since they've been in a gathering like this, months maybe, you know what they said? They said, I needed this. I need." you know, we were made for this. We were made for community. We're made for a soul connection with God. And so you came to the right place today. I'm excited about this brand new series that we're kicking off today it's called i choose and i I find it almost kind of ironic and it's kind of why i wanted to talk about it because if there's anything it feels like in this year it feels like there's a lot of things that we didn't get to choose have you noticed that in this season a pandemic and everything else going on there's so many things that we feel like i know as a people we feel like has been forced upon us there's places that we can't go and things we can't do and Um, you know regardless of how you feel about the whole thing I think we all agree that 2020 has not quite yet shaped up to be the year we thought it was going to be I mean I thought this was going to be like the greatest year ever and it's turned out to be one of the hardest years ever amen it's hard it's tough and I think a lot of us feel like we've lost kind of control we've lost a power that we once had I think about what what we don't have control over if you're young. Like, you you don't have control over, some of you, when or where you're going to school. Like, oh, I thought I was going to go to school, but we're only going to school part-time or not at all or "or online or your college is doing this. Like, we've lost that control. I mean, we've lost control that even just going into spaces where where we've got to wear masks. And here's the thing, I, I know like we're, we're all over the place on masks. There's some of you that think it's a, you know it's a conspiracy to get us to wear masks. I don't know it's possible. then there's others of you that say, I don't need a mask. I need a full-body hazmat suit because I'm afraid to go out of my house and I could catch something. We're all over the place, regardless, it doesn't matter. We've gotten a mandate where we're supposed to wear masks. You can't even go into public restaurants and you can't go into grocery stores or church without a face covering. I kind of feel like I've lost something. We've lost the power to choose. I think about what's happened in our economy and, and how many businesses have closed not to their own choosing but because of the shutdown. I think about how many people have been laid off and maybe many of you have faced that unemployment or you've had your work cut and you don't have You don't have the business that you once had and you've had to lay other people off and you didn't want to, but you felt like you were forced to do it. There's so many things. I think about uh, the political chaos. I wish I could choose to make it all go away. I would fast forward us past November if I could right now. I I wish I could choose the news headlines sometimes. Don't you wish you could choose the news headlines? You know what I choose to do? Turn my TV off. That's made a big difference. And, and it feels like in this pandemic that we've kind of lost something. You know, you know that we used to kind of feel like we had more control. It used to feel like we had more power. And I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like a lot of that's been taken away from me. And there's so many things that it feels like we don't get to choose. You know, the reality is that when we live in a broken world like we live in today, and we live in kind of an evil world where there is evil, and the reality of this life in this world is, is simply this, that painful things happen to us all the time that we didn't choose. Here's what I know about every person that's watching this right now, is that you've had to go through something that happened to you that you didn't want and you didn't choose. All of us. There's not a person in this room, probably, that at some point hasn't been the victim of somebody else choosing to do something that took something from you. I think about there's people watching me right now, many of you that you didn't choose to be abused. Yes, somebody else abused you. That's part of your story. Some some of you watching right now that things that you didn't choose, you didn't choose to have somebody leave you. We didn't choose that. You don't choose to have somebody walk out on you and leave you where you've got a home and kids and bills and you're trying to figure out how to make it. You didn't choose that. Some of you are dealing with a physical thing. You're, you're dealing with a, a disease that you didn't choose. You wouldn't wish on your worst enemy. And you did not get to choose it. This is part of life in this messed up, broken world is that there are so many things that we have not gotten to choose. You didn't get to choose having someone break into your car or break into your house and ransack it and steal some things and you lost more than just some stuff, but you lost some security. You you lost a peace of mind. You lost some things. You didn't get to choose that. Think about all the things that we don't get to choose and, and yet... Here's the reason why I wanted to talk about this. It's because though we maybe have all been victims at some point or another, because somebody else did something, here's what I want you to understand. You don't have to live with a victim's mentality. Though we've maybe been a victim, you don't have to continue to live. By the way, when we continue, and I I know that some of you have gone through some really hard stuff. And I know it might be easier for me to say than it is for you to live. But the reality is, is that as long as we, as long as we hold on or we live in this place where we've been hurt and somebody, uh, they continue to just kind of rule over our minds. The problem is, is that they continue to have the power over you. All of us have been victims, but all of us don't have to live with a victim mentality. What I'm trying to say is, and this is what I feel like in a season like this today, I don't know about you, but I just want to, I want to feel. I want to take back control of my mind and my attitude and my faith and my courage because I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of going through this season this year feeling like I can't control anything and so I might as well give up. No, we can control more than we think. You have power more than you realize. And so what I want to talk about in this series is I want to talk about what I can choose. In a time where there's so much I can't choose, let's talk about what we can choose. We're going to talk about some things over the next several weeks that I believe are going to be so impactful. I think we all need this right now. We all need to be reminded of what we can choose in a time where we can't choose so many things that we wanted to. So you may wonder, how long is this series going to go? I want to invite some friends and families. This is going to be a four-week series. This is going to be a a five-week, six-week, seven-week series. Can I just tell you something? I have no idea. I don't know, but here's the good news. I get to choose. And here's your part. You get to choose to show up every single week. That's what you get to choose to do. And we're going to do this together. We're going to do this together. I feel like we need to kind of take back our spirit a little bit. We need to take back, I I feel like we've been like, okay, 2020 has done its best. Everything that's happened to us has done its best. It's time that we take it back. It's time we say, no, 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 I get to choose. I'm choosing how I handle this. And so that's what we're gonna do. And so I, I wanna encourage you for the next several weeks, let's lean into that. Today, what I wanna do though, is I just wanna kinda lay a foundation of this idea of the power to choose. Today, we're just gonna put a big old solid footer in the ground for the rest of this series. So is if you feel like, okay, I, I really want to get in. I need to hear about some of these things. We might talk about forgiveness and we might talk about our thoughts and we might talk about our joy and we might talk about all these things that maybe we struggle with. If you feel discouraged or depressed, this is gonna be an incredible series for you. I believe God wants to use it to bring you up out of it. But, but let me just say this today before we go into that. We've gotta lay a foundation for what we believe about the power to choose. And that's what I want us to do today. If you've got a Bible with you, I'd love for you to get it out. I don't even know if people bring their Bibles with them to church anymore. That's fine. If you've got an electronic device, I know you've got your phone on you. I know you've been recording video and pictures of this place during worship. I would love for you to lean in to a passage found in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30, and if you're watching this online, we'll, we'll put it up, and we'll put it up on the screens here today if you don't have a Bible. You know, we'd love to get you a Bible, though. If you don't have one, you can stop by our Next Steps area. You could message us online and say, I would love a Bible. We will mail it to you, okay? We believe there is so much life in the Word of God. That's what we believe here. And uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, I was just, just, it was a normal morning, and I'm reading through the Bible like I like to do every year, and I get to this passage in Deuteronomy 30. And I, you, I need you to know this. I did not plan to preach this series. With everything else that's happened in 2020, it's just thrown everything. And I, I was reading this, and something jumped off, at the, jumped off the page at me. And I realized this is something that we need to talk about. And let me give you the context. Deuteronomy 30, if you heard the story of the nation of Israel and Moses, we actually talked quite a bit about it this summer if you've been following along. But Deuteronomy 30 is the moment right before they go into the promised land. They're about to go into this beautiful land that Israel, by the way, still inhabits today. Thousands and thousands of years ago, this is the moment where we are. And, and Israel's still there today, and God's bringing them into this land. This is what he promised them. And in Deuteronomy chapter 30, God says something to them right before they go into this new space, okay? Here's what he said to them. Verse 15, now listen. Today I am giving you a what? Everybody say that word out loud. I'm giving you a? Come on, let's say it. You got a mask on. I got to be able to hear you. I'm giving you a? I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and disaster. How many of you know which one you're going to take right now? No, I'm good. I take the life one and the prosperity one. God says, I'm giving you a choice today. Okay? For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, decrees, and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply. Some of you are thinking, I've got enough multiplying going on in our household. We don't need any more. But it says, and the Lord God will bless you. I like that. And the land you are about to enter and occupy. Now, verse 17, here's what our choice is. He says, but if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, if you're drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. Wow, that's serious. You will not live a long, good life in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. God said, I give you a choice. I'm giving you a choice. Can I just tell you that God is always giving you a choice? You and me, not just the nation of Israel. God said, I- I'm gonna take you into this spacious land. I- I'm gonna take you into this beautiful land property, this spacious land. And he says, I'm going to give you a choice, okay? I'm going to, you can choose how you enter into this new season. Here's what I've discovered. Every new opportunity comes with a choice. Every opportunity in your life, I want you to consider this, every opportunity in your life comes with a choice. Think about this. If, if it's like when you get a new job. Think, think about like every time you get a new job, it's kind of cool because you feel like you get a new start and I can kind of figure out how I want to present myself to these coworkers and this boss. Sometimes you go, well, I kind of had a couple bad moments, and so now I want to start fresh. Every new opportunity, every new season gives you a new choice. Some of you are moving out of your parents' house, and you're going to college. And here's the thing. You get to, you get to choose how you're going to live when you get out from under your parents' rules. You know, some of you are like, I can't wait, I can't wait. Well, you can choose to go, okay, am I going to live maybe in the way my parents showed me? Or am I going to throw caution to the wind? I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's up to you. It's your choice. Every new opportunity brings a new choice. And I think about how their story kind of feels so parallel to ours because right now we are stepping into a new space. We're stepping into a new property, a new building, and God's giving us a choice as a church today. Can I just say that maybe just imagine if God were to show up today and he would walk into the room where you are. I want you to picture what would it look like if God were to show up and meet you in just a moment? What would it look like? First of all, I think that God, if he showed up, he would look like Morpheus. Does anybody know who Morpheus is? Lawrence Fishburne? Do you know what I'm talking about right now? A few of you do. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. And I wonder if God would show up in our lives and maybe he does show up and we don't even realize it and it would be like he sticks out his hand and he says, you can take the red pill or you can take the blue pill. Now do you know what I'm talking about? Does anybody know what I'm talking about the matrix, okay? You, you, you have a choice. What I'm trying to say is that life is full of choices. Every day we make a choice. You made a choice to come here today or you made a choice to log on today. That's a choice that you've made. And I don't think we sometimes realize the power that we have with our choices. Do you realize something that this is all from God? That God has given you and me the power to determine our destiny. God has given you that. No, 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 God hasn't given me that. Yes, he has. You have the power to choose the kind of life that you're going to live. You have the power to choose what direction you're going to go in your life. God has given you and me the power to choose our own destiny. Just like he looked at the Israelites and he says, you're getting ready to cross over. Today you get to choose. I'm giving you the choice. Have you ever considered that God has given you the power to create your own destiny? Now, now this is sometimes debated in church. Maybe if you're new to church, you're like, "I, I, I don't even know what we're talking about, but you've been around church for a long time in different environments, sometimes like there's, churches love to argue about sometimes the dumbest things. I'm not saying it's dumb, it's just that we could never solve it and we don't understand it, but we still like to argue about it. And there were some who would say, wait, no, 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 we don't really have the power to choose because God is sovereign. Well, I like that, I, I agree, God is sovereign. And so some would say, well, it's all been predetermined by the way. What's funny is there are some people in religious circles that think it's all been predetermined and there's also people who have no faith, who, or I should say a faith in atheism that also believes everything is predetermined. But here's what's interesting, and maybe we don't have to like argue about something that we'll never really understand the side of life, but I think one thing we can see clearly in the Bible is that though God is sovereign and he has all the power, for whatever reason, he is also given you and me the power to choose the direction we're going to go in our lives. That's why he said to the Israelites, you get to choose. God in his infinite power, I don't understand all this, has somehow given you and me the ability to choose. You, you want to know how this really started? You go all the way back to the beginning. You can go all the way back to the very beginning of mankind where you find the story and the narrative in Genesis. And what you'll discover, and this is what I believe, this is personally what I believe, that the single greatest gift that God has given to all of us, I, I know you're thinking it's Jesus, Jesus, because we're in church, the answer's always Jesus. I'm saying besides Jesus for a moment. The single greatest gift that God has given to you and to me, I would argue, is the power to choose. God has placed that power. God, who is all-powerful, when he created the first man, Genesis 2 tells us, and he placed them in this tropical paradise, this, the most gorgeous, I want you to picture your favorite place to go on vacation, okay? Picture, it, it was better than that. God drops them in this most beautiful place you could ever imagine, and in this place, God says, I've created all of this for you, but then God gave him one rule, one rule. You know, you know what's funny to me is that a lot of times I run into people that the reason why they've been turned off to God, to faith, to going to church, to whatever, is because their perspective has been that God is this dogmatic creator that is full of all these impossible rules to follow. Maybe some of you have felt that way before. Can I just tell you that's actually not God That maybe has been your church experience, unfortunately. That has maybe been what somebody led you to believe. That has never been the heart of God. And from the very beginning, what we find in Genesis chapter 2 is that when God created man, he had one rule. One rule. Let me me, me read this one rule because this is so critical. Again, we're just laying a foundation. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. It says this, And the Lord God commanded the man. He said, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. You get to pick. That's what he said. You choose. You can have any tree you want, verse 17, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly what? Everybody say it out loud. You will certainly die. die. God had one rule. But God has all these different, no, 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 no. To begin, God had one rule. Here's what God God said. You can have everything I've given to you. I made all this for you. If you want an apple, I made you an apple tree. If you want a pear, I made you a pear tree. If you want a peach, I made you a peach tree. If you want a cherry, I made you a cherry tree. If you want a banana, I made you, are there banana trees? Is that what it is? I made you a banana tree. I need your help, I don't know. You want an avocado? I made you an avocado tree. I don't know if they come on trees, but why not? I made all of it. You can have it all. You choose. Whatever you feel like, go ahead and choose. You can have any of it. Just stay away from the one tree. I've given you hundreds. Stay away from the one tree. Now, every parent knows the importance of rules. Right, moms and dads? You got kids that you care about. And here's what I know about every parent. Jesse, you know this, right? You're a parent, you got a little boy. You, you have all kinds of rules for them. Nah, not, you don't have a whole bunch of rules for them, but any rules that you do create, my guess is to protect them. We all know this, parents. That's why sometimes we tell our kids, we love for them to play. I want for my kids to have fun, but I'm gonna tell them, don't go near the fireplace, or you're gonna burn yourself. Don't go play in the street, or you're gonna become roadkill. These are the things that we tell our kids. Why? Because we love them. We've got the wrong picture of God. So many of us think that God is just, he just doesn't want you to enjoy life. No, God said you can enjoy it all. Stay away from the one tree. Why? Because if you do this one tree, it's going to mess you up. Now, I've heard some people ask this before. And I don't know if you've ever thought about this. But I've actually had people ask me this before. If God is so good, he can make all these good trees. Why in the world would God put that one tree there that would give him the opportunity to fail? Have you ever thought that? How, why does a good God stick this tree right there that can mess them up? That's a great question. I mean, if God's so good, why even put it there? I would argue, this is just me, that if you and I do not have the opportunity to fail, do we really have the power to succeed? I would argue that if we don't have the opportunity to choose even the wrong thing, do we even have the power to choose at all? I need us to understand this. Because when we talk about the power to choose, you gotta understand that God would, he would stick this tree there on purpose and for a reason so that he could really take the power that he had and give it to us to say i'm giving you the power to choose if you do not have the power to choose not to trust god then do you really even have the power to choose to trust him in the first place i don't know if i'm confusing some people i don't know if it's logic it's getting a little weird but so he said why why would god do that Why would God wanna give us this power even if we could choose the wrong way, if we could choose not him? And I would argue because of love. That's why. Why would God give you and me the power to ruin our lives? It's because of love. And when I say love, what I'm trying to say is this, God is love, God doesn't just do love. He doesn't just love as a verb. God, his attribute is love. This is an extension of who he is. And I think all of us who have experienced love, and hopefully all of us have, parents, a spouse, I think we all know that love is never really love if it is forced. You can't make that person love you. You really can't. And if you do and you can force someone to love you, can I ask this question? Is it really love? No. See, the kind of love that we enjoy and the kind of love that we crave and the kind of love that we all need, is a love that is a two-way street. You can never know the full essence of love unless love is reciprocated. That's what we all want. There's nothing more heartbreaking than to put yourself out there. Some of you have done that. Maybe remember the first time, maybe someone you were dating when you said the L word, I love you, and you just hope and prayed that they said it back. There was nothing worse than them saying, Oh, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> and they didn't say it back. You're heartbroken, right? Because I want them to love me so badly, but I can't make them love me. And we understand this as parents. Because we love our children so desperately. and then they get older and we try to shape them and direct them. And sometimes they look at us like, you're so mean. You don't let me go do whatever I want. Stay out to whatever I want. Do all of this. Why does God, why do we do that? It's because we care for them. Because we love them. That's why we do it. But all we want in the end is we want them to love us back. Because a love that is not reciprocated is not perpetuated. This is why relationships fail. This is why maybe your marriage at one point failed. It's because... You loved and maybe you felt like there was no love coming back. God is love. And God created us in his image. And then God in his infinite love gave you and me the power to choose to either love him or to not. And unless you have the power to not love, you don't really have the power to love. Here's what I I want us to understand when it comes to God's commands, because God gave him that rule. All of God's commands come from love. Please hear this today. I wanna say this for somebody who's maybe watching this, and again, your experience in church and religion has been rule after rule that didn't make sense and and, and maybe it was pushed on you. And and I want you to understand, that is what the religious people did in Jesus' day too. They took rules and then they added rules to it. You, by the way, for some reason in church world, we've been really good at adding a bunch of rules that God didn't even give to us. We've been really good at creating all kinds of guardrails that say way out in front and kind of restricting the freedom that we have that God wants us to enjoy in this life. Because, because, because that's what religion does. But what I want you to know about God is that all of his commands have come from love. He wants the best for you and me. He loves you so desperately. And you know what he wants more than anything else? He wants for you and me to want him. To say, okay, I won't eat from that tree because you've given me so much more. That's what he wants more than anything. And what I want us to understand as we begin this series is the power that comes with every choice we make. There is a weight. There's a power that comes. I I don't know if we understand the significance of this. With every choice, I'm not talking about, you know, do you like vanilla or chocolate ice cream? Which one do you want? I'm, I'm talking about just real choices in life, real significant decisions. There is a power that comes. In other words, we don't understand the implications They come with every little decision we make. Can I I show you a really, really significant implication that's come from a really, really minor decision that I made years and years and years ago? So much so that you would not be sitting here today, September 13th, 2020, as we open our new location, you would not be sitting here today if it weren't for two really small decisions that I made when I was 17 years old. I was 17 years old, just graduated from high school, and uh we moved back from europe i lived in germany for three years and was there with the military and my parents actually made a decision for us to move back because they were really worried about the direction i was going to be honest with you and uh, i wasn't really following god in that moment and so they made a decision which i'm so grateful for every decision has an impact and they moved us back to columbus this is where i'd spent 10 years growing up and What's interesting is my entire family kind of all went to different churches after that. We all grew up in the same church. My parents were the pastors of the church that I grew up in. And my parents and my brother and they were all, everybody kind of, sister all, all went to different places. And I made a decision, an interesting decision, that I went back to the church that I had grown up in. I had some friends and I don't know. So I was like, I'm going to go back and go to that church. So I went back to the church that I would grown up in my entire life at that point. And when I was there, started coming, the youth pastor of that place, his name was Bob. He, he invited me. He said, hey, you just graduated. He's like, why don't you help me with the youth ministry? Why don't you be a youth leader? I'm like, are you sure you want me to help you? Like, and he was like, yeah, I want you to come help me, hang out with youth, and whatever. So he invited me and I would come and hang out with him, youth. And then he did more than that, he invested in me. He said, why don't you come over and hang out at my house? Come over and hang out. Come over have lunch. Come on, let's hang out. Let's talk. Let's talk about life. Let's talk about this. He just invited me. And so I, came, I went over and hung out at his house all the time. Not only did I hang out with him, but I hung out with his entire family. I, I, I hung out with his entire family, which included his daughter. And her name happened to be Laura Lee. You see where I'm going with this? Like, if you ever met Laura Lee, she's... Pretty much the greatest human on planet Earth next to Jesus. Amen. Amen. She's here. Help me out a little bit. Okay, guys, come on. You were supposed to be like, Woo, stand up. Okay, whatever. And uh, we ended up getting married. We ended up starting a family. and, And oh, by the way, if you don't know this about the history of our church, we started this church in 2003 with a small little family launch team with her parents and us and grandparents and aunt and one other family started this church in 2003. Hold on, I want you to trace with me all the way back. I made a decision to get planted into a church and to serve in that church and the result of it we can see today and we're sitting in it today and some of you your lives have been impacted by the gospel in this church all because of some small little decisions that i made what i'm trying to say is there is a weight that comes with every decision we make you and i we we make decisions we don't even realize i'm going to become this i'm going to move here i'm going to do this that will change family lines there's a a way what I'm trying to say is this is what God did God wanted us to understand the, the power that he was giving us God who had all power says I'm going to give you power to choose and I want you to understand how much power you have and here's what God did okay this is real important he attached something to every choice we make see every choice we make comes with consequences let me say it again every choice we make comes with a consequence i want you to remember this today now when we hear the word consequence you know what most of us we think bad we think punishment we think discipline we think i messed up i screwed up i did this but the word consequence really it it can be good or it can be bad my wife and i we decided to start a family and we got two amazing daughters out of it that's a good consequence there's good consequences and there are bad consequences. And what God wanted you and me to realize is the weight of having power. There's weight in having power. He wanted the nation of Israel to realize, I'm, you're bringing you into this land. Now today, you can choose how it's going to go. I leave it up to you. There's a weight. There's an impact. And I believe that the same kind of question that God gives to the nation of Israel, the same question that he presents to them, I believe that he presents to each and every one of us. There is no more significant decision that you can make than how you would respond to that very same question that he gave to them. In fact, here it is. I'll give you this. This is what I believe is this really, really simple and yet powerful decision that all of us have to make. And that is this, we can choose a life with God, or we can choose a life without God. It's that simple. I don't know if somebody has made following God really, really complicated for you, I'm gonna make it really, really simple. We all have a choice to make, that we can choose a life with God, or we can choose a life without God. Now here's what I know about most of you, if you believe in God. Here's what I know. Most of us, we think, if I can have God in my life, I'll take it. I want God in my life. I want to have, I mean, who does not want, if there's a supernatural being who has supernatural power, who could supernaturally favor my life, let's just say, I'll take it. Amen? Give it to me every day, twice on Sunday. I would love that. Who doesn't want that? And so most of us, we think, okay, God, I, I, can you, I want your blessing, and I, I, want you, your, I, I want your favor, and I want you to answer my prayers. Like, if you can choose a life with a creator who has that kind of power to be in your life, and one that says, nope, I'm on my own, I'll take care of myself. I think most of us say, I want a life with God, right? Yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. But here's the thing, when we hear a life with God, here's what I don't want us to confuse. Most of us think that means that I just live my life and then I add God to it, life with God. So I just, I, if I could just have a little bit of God, a little bit of God blessing on my finances, we'll take that, a little bit of God favor on our, on our marriage, a little bit of God blessing at work, maybe help me get the promotion over Jack. It'd be great if I got the promotion and he didn't, you know. If you would just be with me, if you could just bless me, And here's the thing. Most of us don't even understand that a life with God is a life fully submitted to God. There's no in between. There's not like, oh, I just like to add a little bit of God. I want to kind of do my thing. I want to be my own person. I want to kind of like, if I want to go have fun, I want to go have fun. If I want to party, I want to party, I want to party. If I want to do this, but but when I need something and I need a prayer answered, then I want God there. Can I just tell you it doesn't work that way? A life with God is a life fully submitted to God. That's what it looks like. It's where you say, okay, God, it's not my will, it's not my plans, it's not my God. I will do what you want me to do. I will follow your word, I'll follow your ways, I'll submit to your plan, I'll submit to your purpose. Whatever you want for my life, that's what I'll do. That's a life with God. Or the other one is a life without God. And here's the thing. God gave you and me the power to choose. You can choose. You get to choose. That's what's cool. And here's something I want you to understand. There is an incredible irony that goes with having power. There's so much, let me say it this way, I, I like to say it's a power paradox. You know a paradox, like it doesn't make sense? Here, here's this power paradox that I want you to understand. Picture at the beginning, we talked about it. God, who has infinite power, he has all the power in the world, A sovereign God who has everything, okay, I want you to picture this, chooses to give that power to you and me. I mean, we don't have all the same power that he has, I understand that but he gives you and me the choice to choose whether or not we we would embrace him or not. God who has all power says, I will give up having all the power to you because I love you that much. Now, can I tell you what a life fully submitted to God looks like? You have all the power. God's given you the power to choose. And with that power, we choose to surrender to him. It's the power paradox. I've got the power to choose. You have the power to choose. But the real power is choosing to surrender and say, it's not my plan or my choices or my decisions, but it's yours. I submit to you. This is the power paradox. And God attaches something to our choices, He attaches a result, a consequence to our decisions, because what he said to the nation of Israel next in in Deuteronomy 30, let me read this to you, verse 19 and 20. This is what I believe God wants to say to us. And for some of you today, it could just be you didn't come to a new building and someone invited you to church, but it could be that God wanted you here today. Could be that you tuned in, someone sent you a link and. but but this is a more significant moment than that because God's giving you a choice today. Deuteronomy 30, it says, verse 19, this day, God said, I call heavens and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you. Here's God, I have all the power and I'm giving you. I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now, here's God's heart, here's his desire. What does he say? Would you all help me? He says, now what? Everybody say it out loud. Now, choose life. God's greatest hope and desire is that you and I would choose life. So that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. God has put within your hands and my hands the most significant decision that we will ever make. There is no greater power of choice than whether or not we choose to submit to him. It's more important than the career you've chosen. It's more important than where you live. It's more important than how big your family is. It's more important than how nice your car is. The most significant decision that you or I will ever make is whether or not we choose to love him in return, how do we love him? By following his commands. Every command that he's ever given, authentic command, has come from his love so that you and I could have the kind of life that he wants us to have. And then he says, So I can bless you. Can I just say this without sounding like a prosperity gospel preacher, because I am not? But I do believe, because I've been a, I'm a dad, that our Heavenly Father desires so desperately to bless us. But he blesses us based on us choosing him in his way. And there's some of you that are saying, well, what if I don't really, I don't know. I don't know that I want to choose this. I don't know that I want to choose to kind of give up control. Because that's what we're talking about. It's funny, the whole series, this is the irony of it, is you have the power, but God calls you, would you give it up? You say, well, if I don't, am I cursed? Is that what it says? Here's what I want you to understand. God's not cursing you. But every choice we make comes with a consequence. Do you remember in the garden where God said, if you eat of that one tree, what will happen to you? You will certainly die. In other words, a curse. We live in a cursed world because of our sin. People have done horrendous things to you because we live in a cursed world that is full of sin. And we have the choice. This is the power that you and I have. That we can choose his way and experience life and his blessing, or we can choose our way. But God says, let me let you know something. I can't bless you if you step out of my will. And you are gonna deal with the curse of this world and your sin. There are consequences for every decision we make. So here's what God does. God says to us, I give you the power to choose. He's given you and me the power to choose. Some of you, maybe you're watching this right now and you're saying, okay, I I get it. I wanna choose God today. How do I do it? God has made it really simple. All we have to do is surrender our lives to Jesus, his son. See, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And here's the amazing thing about Jesus. This is what I consider the, the, the power paradox about Jesus. Think about this. At one moment, he has all the power. He is above all, in all, and by him, all things were created. Jesus had all the power, and yet he chose to give that up, to step down into skin and bones and flesh, to deal with humanity's world. He chose to give up the power, submit to the will of his father, even so much so that he went to the cross. That's the place where cursed people go. He went to the cross and he didn't listen. He said, No one took my life. No one's taken my life. I'm giving it up. I got the power to choose. He said, At any moment, I could call on legions of angels that would come and stop this, but I choose to go to the cross. Do you know why he would choose to go to the cross? Because he loves you that much. Because he loves you that much. He loves you that much. He loves us. He had all the power and yet he submitted himself to the greatest death we could ever imagine. Why? Because of love. So that you and I could have life some of you today I think maybe maybe today it's time to make a decision today he says choose life that's my prayer for so many people in response to that today would you all just stand with me and we're just gonna have a moment where we can we can talk to God where we can connect with him if you just bow your heads for a moment and just if you're watching this online I Just believe right now that maybe the Spirit of God is speaking to some of you as well. Father, we just thank you for for giving us the power to choose. Thank you for demonstrating what it looks like to have all the power and yet to surrender and submit. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us what that looks like. And to know that we don't lose anything but what we gain is so much greater. That this paradox of power is, is that God, you gave it to us, but we have to choose what to do with it. And Lord, I'm, I'm believing right now that maybe there's many here that are watching this today. That God are ready to say, I choose you. I want to choose life. I, I don't believe it was an accident that you were here today that you're watching this today. I don't believe for one second it was an accident. I believe that God is speaking to maybe many of you today to say, will you make a decision about me today? Because I want to bless you, and I want to I lead you, but you have the power, I will not force you. And maybe today you're sensing that. Can I tell you that's the Spirit of God who's leading you. God's drawing you. He's saying, come on, come to me. Some of you, I just want to say, there was a moment when you were walking with God, but you have kind of drifted. It's been a long time. We say it's been a minute since you've been this close to God. And maybe it's time to make a decision to say, I'm going to go all in. A decision to say, I surrender my life to Jesus. If that's you today, I want to lead us in a prayer. I would love for every person that wants to make that decision today. Would you pray this with me? You say, Father, I recognize that I'm a sinner, that I have chosen wrong. Today, I just wanna choose you. I believe that you sent Jesus to die for me and that you raised him to life so that I can have true life, eternal. So God, right now, with all that I have and maybe all the faith that I have in this moment, I say, God, I submit my life to you. I surrender my life to you today. Listen, as we're still in just this moment of prayer, I, I, want, I want us to respond. I believe that something significant happens in our lives when we respond, maybe even physically, to what we just prayed internally. And So if that's you today, if you prayed that prayer with me in just a moment, I'm gonna count to three, and just, no one looking around, but I, I would just love to know and see, and I believe God sees today. Would you just shoot your hand up in the air on the count of three and say, that's me today. Just hold it up boldly. And when you do that, listen, we're gonna celebrate with you all that God's doing in your life right now in this moment. So if that's you on the count of three, would you shoot your hand up? One, two, three, lift your hand up if that's you today. Would you just hold it up high if that's you today? Praise God, lift it up high if that's you today. Amen, I see you guys, I see you. Come on, if that's you, just hold your hand up. Just say, that's me today. If you're online, you could just say, that's me today. Come on, let's celebrate right now with every person. Praise God, I see you up there, sir. I see you right there, come on. We just celebrate what God is doing in this place. Come on, we all say in the name of Jesus, everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Come on. And listen, I want you to know when you make that decision that you position yourself for God to bless you. Not just you, but your family and everybody after you. So we're going to sing this last song, and as we do, I just want to encourage you that this is a moment for us just to lean into God, just to know that God wants to bless you. God has blessing and provision. And when you submit your life to God, you position yourself to experience it. Come on, let's sing.